This is an Alliance podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Ford Culture Podcast, soccer podcast for us, by us, talking about the intersection of black culture and soccer. We are burning the midnight oil here, um, here at Trap House 3. <laughs> Got your boy here, Grego here. Got Coach Tony trying to wake up, stay Coach awake. Coach Tony. Two. What's good with you, man? I'm tired. I'm tired in these streets. No, I mean you. You over here, you know, doing doing the goodly work, and you know, me shaking hands and kissing babies. I, I can't reveal what's happening, but there's no excuse to be unplanted right now. We're TK on the ones and twos. What is up with you, man? Nothing much, man. Chilling on a bit of a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. It just it just worked out this way today. Oh, is that right? Is that right? I'll go ahead and bust the move at this point now. Here's your answer. Apparently, these things are collectible, so I went ahead and popped one of those. It's a Conte. You know, obviously. Let's see what we're doing. I mean, I'll give you that because Conte had him a game um, the day. Yo, that man, the way he started that that first goal, man. Hey, that's like... It's the vision vision to, to keep the pressure on. To follow your teammate, to support your teammate, rather. Yeah. yeah. There's no first goal. Man. Yeah, before we, before we go up in there. at the bridge today. Yeah, before we get up in there, of course, uh, you know, thank you guys for checking us out on your favorite podcast apps Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audio Boom, Podcast Addict, uh, iHeartRadio, all of them, and also on the FTC UTD. YouTube channel where you can see these faces and all that good stuff. But um but yeah man um so y'all got y'all got two cup finals man you know you over here about to kick your feet up be like you know what this wasn't a bad year after all <laughs> hey don't forget the work that Frank Lampard did. He laid the foundation. I I was gonna mention that. I mean like it, it you know DT he's getting all his credit right now and then um, but it's kind of like, you know, how you talk about draft classes and everything like that. And, or, I'm sorry, recruiting classes with some teams. You're like, that's Frank's team, man. That was, that was Frank's squad. Exactly. And it probably would have been a, a lot different, though, I will say. Um, Tuchel is responsible for things like the um, getting the best out of Ben Chinwell because mm. there was no Alonzo. Alonzo was out of the team, so there was no competition for left back. Okay. And it's not really a threat, um, to be to be fair. So, it's like things like that, um, Tuchel's responsible for. So, not not to to you know, one is better than the other, or less or uh, you know that kind of thing. But just to you know, point out they, they both they both matter. You had a team of Werner sightings today too. Bro. Yo, <laughs> Did that, was, was, was that planned? No, was that planned? Hey, <laughs> hey, he he gets benched if if that doesn't go in. <laughs> I mean, he was like a foot a, foot away. It's like, yeah, can't make it, can't, can't miss this, can't miss this, gonna make it, gonna make it. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly how his face looked. He's like, oh my god, oh my god, don't mess up, don't mess up, don't mess up. 
<laughs> oh man! By Fernando Torres. Did anybody see that that meme? They, oh, that meme. We'll that, never forget that. That was, a, that was at um at Old Trafford. I remember that that missed goal vividly. Uh, well, somebody memed uh, <laughs> memed Timo Werner's face onto Fernando Torres' body, and that and that from that year in the jersey. It was it's a nice reminder. Cold the blood with strikers at Chelsea. Cold blood. I mean, you know, it, it's it's funny because for all the shit that uh, Havertz has got and Werner got, I mean, this like they they showed up today. They, they I, I said this about eh, twelve weeks ago. I mean, like the problem. I know, right? I know. <laughs> but um, but yeah, they, they managed to, to pull it through two nil at home, and uh, of course they will be playing. Man, what's up? We gotta give flowers to the Black Keeper Union. Oh, Mindy! Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh, yeah. Yo. Another shutout. I mean, he stepped up when called upon. Um, it was interesting, you know, uh, Michael was saying something as far as, like, analysis about keepers. Of course, you want to be you know, actively involved. And it's always tough as a keeper. Like, a lot of times when you make a great save or when you're you know, playing, when you're touching the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't games when you're not touching the ball. You know what I'm saying? But if you're getting a lot of touches, then that means, you know, you lose. You know, your reaction time is usually quick and everything, and you – and step up and make those amazing saves, and, and that's exactly what you know, uh, did today. I mean, those first of all, that first shot that went down low to his left, that he was able to mm-hmm. carry around the, 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 um, the post, that I thought was a guaranteed goal right there. And the way he got down quickly, was able to palm it away around the, the post, excellent. Yeah, then the other one, the header, you know, uh, I mean, to catch that, I mean, to palm that over, carry it over the crossbar at point blank range, pretty much. I mean, that's all reactionary where you're not even thinking. Um, that was an excellent save. I mean, Mindy did a great job. You know, he did a decent job of distributing as well, too. So let's give our flowers and respect to the Black Keeper Union. Maybe captain of the Black Keeper Union? Mindy? Well, I think you guys have to say about that until today, because I know there's some there's one person that might somebody, that might have something to say about that. Yeah, I think it's at least until a certain somebody is you know no longer MIA. Yeah, so there's there's someone that's that's greatly um, undue as far as being able to play this year. That yeah, we'll definitely go and go to that until September. But at least while he's gone, it's yeah, it's got to be Mindy. It's got to be gotta be been a long time i mean i'm sure bill amid has something to say about that <laughs> if anything it's andre blake no i said yeah andre blake yeah yeah <laughs> no but i was saying there bill amid is always like yo check my stats check my record son <laughs> that's some respect of my name <laughs> but uh, i mean he, he, de- he definitely you know he does he has a case as far as here on state side like, i mean I've, I've, for the longest time, like it took me a, a really long time to really realize like why there weren't as many MLS keepers going over to Europe. Because I was like, if nothing else, you know, it's about are you at least stopping shots? 
And then I realized that, yeah, it's about, you know, playing play to the ball now and basically being like, you know, your your version of Manuel Neuer. And I'm like, you know, if they're stopping shots, so what's the problem? What's the problem? Well, I mean, well, that's the thing about it. It's like, at the end of the day, yeah, keeping the ball out of the back of the net, that's priority one. Um, but as we see as the game is progressing, the position has progressed so much is now that you're the, there's always that adage of that you know, keepers are the last line of defense, first line of offense. Mm-hmm. And the first line of offense has been so emphasized nowadays. That, especially with, with the new rule with the, the goal kicks, the players coming in now with goal kicks like that, that first decision you make off a goal kick, that determines you know the first point of attack. And so mm-hmm. keepers being with their feet now, I mean, you have, you have to be that 11th field player. You know what I'm always reminded of of um, the, the the big Donovan goal at the back of the 2010 World Cup, and how that started off of an outlet pass from Howard, right? And, and I was and like he basically like shot it like over to the right wing like a good 60 yards like boom and it, like it was like off of the race like right there off the jump. So there's definitely some. Um, so a lot of validity to to that statement as far as just being able to the first point of contact as far as getting it could be it could set up a counterattack just like that. So it's like that iconic goal with Liverpool with Allison to you know um what's his name? Uh, Mo Salah. When Allison yeah. made that, that pass to the run of Salah and he ran the whole length of the field to celebrate with him. I mean like that's the way that, that was me. Did. That was that me. Was me. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Let me show you the flat line. I'm sorry, here's the check out the fight pad. Yeah, I mean, I, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll admit, like myself as a player, like I always, I got giddy every time I got an assist or a hockey assist as a kid. Mm. Like I, I would count that in my stat. Um, and there's nothing like that feeling of knowing that not only am I able to keep the ball out of the back of the net, but now I'm the one who helped create a goal. Because mm. I mean, ten times out of ten, keepers aren't scoring. Unless right. you're, you know, Chillibert or, uh, you know, like, um, unless you're some freak of nature like that. But um, mm-hmm. other than that, like, that feels like you're scoring a goal. Hold on, who, was the, who was the keeper down in Brazil that, like, got, like, so many goals? It's like, but no, he was, like, doing, like, free kicks. I think that's what it was. Well, Jose, no, Chillibert, Jose Luis Chillibert, who came oh. from uh, Paraguay, um, okay. he was known for taking free kicks. Okay. So, he used to have this iconic goalkeeper kit where he had like a, a bulldog or something on the, on his kit too. Uh, Jose Luis Chilliver, I think he has probably like, I want to say something crazy over 20 to 30 goals or something like that. Mm-hmm. No, this is intern. We need an intern to, to check that stat. But Jose Luis Chilliver was the primary free kick taker uh, for Paraguay and then also for his club team as well, which I can't remember what club team he played for. He is known for uh, scoring goals, and, mm-hmm. that, and, and it's, it's interesting too because, like, if you go, if, if we're really going down this goalkeeper, uh, you know, weeds and everything. You know, you, you've been you've been talking about for a while that we need to do a goalkeeper. Yeah, I, so. I'm telling you, man, let me go down this this goalkeeper rabbit hole. Like, we go through these goalkeeper training courses and everything like that, and these coaching courses for goalkeepers. They all talk about like there's no reason why a goalkeeper should not be considered for taking PKs and free kicks. Because, again, that whole mindset and adage of 
a goalkeeper is an 11th field player in the team. Why are Sergio Ramos is a primary free kick taker? Why can't a goalkeeper be a primary free kick taker? And so, yeah. And I, I, I know who I'm thinking of now is uh, Rogerio uh, Cini. Uh, he played for Sao Paulo in uh, in Brazil. He's got like actually he's like the all time leader in goals for goalkeepers. He's got like let me look here like over a hundred goals. Like it's actually kind of wild. Like when you think about it, like he had he peaked. He had like twenty goals in like 2005 as a keeper. Like that's just insane. Good job, stat boy. Good job. Hey, you know. <laughs> But, uh, but no, I, I heard him like I just, I just hadn't. I, I went ahead and had, had to had to pull double duty for using um, that iPad. All right, <laughs> I don't need no thinking in one chip. <laughs> but um, but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, congrats to your boys. Of course, so that's now the FA Cup coming up, Champions League final coming up, and so so. Tony tried to stop me earlier, but I guess we got to, you know, at least acknowledge that um, they're playing Man-, Man City in the final. And I, I don't know. How... What, the enemy what... of my enemy is my friend. So I, you might have quasi support for the final, TK. Quasi. <laughs> it's, it's by proximity. Uh, you're, funny. you're funny. You're close to us. So, yeah. It, is this it, a picture of Mason Mount? Oh I mean, if you God. want to be. Oh my gosh! Um, no, it, but like, of course, um, you know, U.S. agent, you know, he, he set up that he set up that goal. So, like, hey man, I want to hate on him a little bit, honestly, but he's, he's working hard. Game, huh? He's working hard. Game. Yeah, he's he is working hard on that too. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it Say up. His name. Say it, his might name. it might stick. Um. Well, it's interesting, too, because, all right, obviously, you know, we talk about a black keeper union. Either way, there's going to be a black goalkeeper walking away with, with Chip. Yeah. Now, yeah. obviously, Stefan is not getting the first call on this. Uh, he's not getting to the first level um, for City side. Mm-hmm. But Mindy, obviously, for Chelsea side. So that's good for the black keeper union to see that you know, one of them is going to be walking away with a Champions League medal. Um, but even with that being said, dare I say I might be cheering a little bit for Chelsea? You already are, Tony. <sighs> it's pretty safe to say you already are. It, it's, it really is a lesser of two evils. Yeah, because... It really has come to that. It's, it's funny because... Um... I was, uh, of course, tweeting uh, during the game day, and um, someone tried to compare Man City to the Yankees. I was like, "Hold up! First of all, that's that's a, that, that's a, that's an insult to, the, to the Yankees. Titles. Right? <laughs> they they have a history before 2010. So yeah, start there. Do people realize 20 years ago, 20 plus years ago, City was like in third division, damn near? Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. no, no. Big time, big time, no man. A lot of people. <laughs> and that, and that's what they are. What's so funny is like you know being a coach and dealing with this younger generation of kids. And I've talked to players and that, and you know they tell me who their favorite teams are, and they're like City. And I'm like, what? Why? And they're like, because they really sound like. And it's like this whole new generation because they're youngsters. That's they that's 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 their generation. That's the team right. on top for that generation. Yeah. Right, and so, you know, back when 
Back in my day, you know, nobody <laughs> would ever say city. Honestly, no. And if you did say city, you were a weirdo. <laughs> yep. like, I'm being real, especially if you're an American saying that you're a city yep. fan. That means you like, oh, I'm trying to find a you're, 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 you're trying to find some obscure... Right, like you know, like, right. people, yeah. like people yeah. know them but don't really know them. <laughs> right. Oh, you, I see. You're a city. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Nice to meet you, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, it was on some hipster shit 15 years ago. Now it's like, yeah, it's, 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 it's on trend now. <laughs> it's yeah, it's some Patriots type shit, you know. So it's it's or I should say Tampa Bay Bucks shit. Right, right, right. That's really right. what a city man is now. But um, no, I was uh. Talking on Twitter and like I was like, because they were like apparently it's like Chelsea and Real was like Patriots and Lakers to go play City who were the Yankees. I was like, there's just so much wrong with this with this analogy and everything. Because I was like, first of all, Real is more like Alabama, and it's more like the, like the the enemy that you, that you know, and uh, Man City is UGA. And it's like, yeah, you can't have UGA winning shit. You just can't. You can't. You can't do it. <laughs> oh wow, wow! I got a lot of UGA friends that will probably say something about that. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, you know what? But you know what though? you could say it's it's, a, it's an insult to Man City because at least Man City is one shit. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, 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 I'll take that smoke. I will gladly take that. I smoke. mean, Jordan won shit since the early eighties. You know what I'm saying? So, exactly. Okay. For, 40, like city, 41 years. 41 like years. City, they do a lot of like self sabotage, though. It's not. That's not really their style. It's much more Arsenal and Spursy. But 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 I will say though, of course, uh, this is um, Pep Guardiola's first Champions League final in ten years. His first final without without Barcelona. Uh, I, for the longest, I was like, you know, he. Uh, he might have to go back home to, to, to get a taste of, of, of the of the big ears, but um. We tried for five years with you guys over here in Manchester. So so, oh. what, what what's all right? Let's let's look at the two different scenarios. Okay. If Chelsea wins. What does that mean for you know the season and like the the uh, ecosystem of of football? And then what does it mean if you know? City wins in the ecosystem. Um, I don't know because I mean, I talked about this last week. Like both both of their owners are still are already already rich as fuck. So, it's... well, I I guess more so. Okay, so the fact that like okay, City has you know ran the EPL, mm-hmm. and they've had that shit pretty much wrapped up for longest. Um, they have. Probably been the most dominant team, you know. And then next to what Byron did for a while, you know, Byron was looking very scary for a, for a minute. Yeah. But next to that, City has probably been the most dominant team in all of Europe. So it's kind of like playing out to how it should be. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably say like out of that bunch, I mean, you have City, uh, Byron, and probably a probably a distant there would probably be PSG and. Yeah. Uh, Distant by like a country mile, right? And um, of course, yeah. they they shit the bed again uh, in the second leg. I'm like, it was funny. Like it was almost like right at the same time in the fir- in the second leg that they melted down the first leg. I was like, that's like that's some 
that's some eerie ass shit that, that you just basically just fall apart at the huh. exact same time in two it's games. A very interesting statistic you uh, pointed out there, Grego. It's almost like they've been coached to do so. <laughs> like now, <laughs> I mean, when you have a coach that doesn't really care about winning trophies, then so he gonna learn. He go. He go. He go learn. Go learn. That's the need these trophies. Decisions, especially if I know um, they're they're trying they're trying to resign Mbappe. Um, I think they were pretty close to resigning uh, Neymar, but it's like, of course, they might look at that and be like, you know what? What you got, Tony? I oh my new favorite rumor. Oh, can I talk about my new favorite rumor? What's up? <laughs> oh, my new favorite rumor right now. Is uh, you see all those pictures with Sir Alex walking out with PSG president? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and so like everybody's speculating right now. So, like, the first speculation is like, oh, that means Mbappe's going to United. I don't think that's happening. I I really don't think that's happening. No, sorry. I don't think it's, I don't think it's impossible. I don't think it's impossible, but yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, nah, yeah. Uh, but then two, um, was uh, what was the second part of that rumor? I think it was a matter of fact of um, oh shiza. Oh, I have to. I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry for the culture audience. My bad. <laughs> well, the first rumor and Bobby going to United. I don't think that's happening. Uh, and then someone was saying. I didn't even saw someone said something stupid that Sherlock was trying to come out in retirement and the coach at PSG. I was like, oh, okay. Mm, nah, but I'm looking forward to his movie coming out though, because I just saw the trailer for it um, earlier today, and um, yeah, like uh, definitely looks interesting. Like it, it definitely goes into, of course, his family life, you know, his coaching career, and how he took the United job. Uh, apparently, he was kind of um, discouraged against taking it because yep. United was in, was was in a shit situation. That that situation, people don't realize like how razor thin that situation was, and the fact that like his first season it was absolute crap. Like that situation, that scenario could have been like totally different. And so, you know, we always look at judging you know coaches in their first years and ten years, and we always like, oh my gosh, they, you know they they're horrible. But that's but that's the thing though because. Like I remember, like when David Moyes succeeded on Sir Alex, and the idea was that he would be given the same amount of leeway that Sir Alex was when he first uh, took the job. Because like it took him like a good like six seven years before he won his first trophy. And I'm like, man, that is in a, in a totally different situation. Fast forward to you know 2014, and you're like, yeah, like we, like. You have to understand that, like United, United went like twenty straight years were not even finishing below third. Not like, never mind top four. It's like top three. No, yeah, that, and third was a failure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Third was a failure. And wow. so it's uh, and of course you've seen like how since Sir Alex, she has basically been yo yoing between uh second and I think the lowest we did was like seventh, I believe. So like sixth or seventh, yeah. Sixth or seventh, yeah. So yeah, it's like you're that's the standard there that, you know, if you if you ain't if you ain't beating at least this, it's a good chance you ain't gonna last. But you know what? Like even during those dog dog days of 
finishing like sixth or seventh or whatever. I never showed my land temper. Um, you know. <laughs> oh man, yo. Like people, people don't be thinking when they're talking. <laughs> people just don't be thinking. It's like you just. Like, so, Greg, do people, do people just assume my, my land simple reference for the for the culture, please? Uh huh. Go ahead. Well, basically, during the PSG match um, against uh, City, um, Angel Di Maria uh, caught a red card. And he uh, kind of, you know, as typical as all soccer players, all soccer players pretty much do is to get in the face of others and everything like that. And then um, commentator said something to the effect, which I didn't hear because actually was I had the game on while I was in a meeting. So I had it mm-hmm. on the background. But someone in my WhatsApp group for the office was like, yo, the commentator just said his Latin temper. And I'm like, no, he did not say that. I know he didn't say that. It's 2021. He didn't say that. No, he didn't. And so, apparently, the commentator, not apparently, the commentator did say that uh, Angel Di Maria was displaying his uh, Latin temper while uh, showing his disgust with the decision for the red card. Uh- I have a hard time just understanding that that term because I'm like, okay, you know, because we've heard it before, you know, loosely, and it's like, you mean to tell me that um, Latins, Hispanics somehow get more upset than we do, or white people? They they ain't out here shooting up shooting up the um, you know schools, churches, schools and sh- no. Storming capitals. Right. <laughs> I mean, like. Hold my beer. Right. Yeah, seriously. I'll, I'll hold it to you, Jay. I'll, I'll hold it. <laughs> we need to get the effects together. Intern. <laughs> um, it, it, no, it, it's, it's, it's a hot mess. And, you know, and that's what happens when you deal with people who. I don't, I don't want to generalize them too, too wildly, but at the same time, it's like... Why not? They generalize, he generalized right there with the statement of Latin Timber. I think True. Looking True. For, uh, looking <laughs> you, got, you got me there. Um, ABG? But just like, how do you just be that ignorant in the moment? It's like, it, to put it on, that's how... You know what? Um, I, I think it's probably because he had like... Uh, he might be diabetic and his low blood sugar count will probably Oh wow. <laughs> you know there's a reason for a lot of these things. He probably had a bad day. He's got a bad call. Like he, he had a bad day. He just yeah. had a bad day. I ran into that at Dunkin' Donuts, man, like like two months ago. I stopped going to that Dunkin', but <laughs> you know, I, I walked in there, I was like, I was, Hey, is this my order? Can I grab my order? And then the guy was like stared through me and I said, Is this my order? Like, yeah, then they called me a bitch ass nigga. Oh, well, what is this? please! I want to, I want to roll up to this. Oh uh, man, you know where I work at, man? Midtown, Westside. Oh, hold up, the one, the one around the corner. 
Wow. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, now we're all up deep in the dark. We're coming, bro. We're coming. Let's <laughs> forget. Ain't, ain't nothing like being called a bitch ass. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was, that happened. Um, I don't know how we got sidetracked to here. Sorry about that, folks. But um, long story short, I turned around, confronted him on it, and asked him if he was having a bad day. <laughs> so, so the point of the story is people have bad days. <laughs> I mean, and, and it's funny, like, how, like, CBS basically, like, reached out to them quick. It's like, yeah, you're apologizing. Like, we're not waiting for the break. We're not waiting for, you know, uh, some, some, uh, Action to stop. It's like, nah, you get that apology in right now. <laughs> man, that's BS, man. Paul yeah. Pierce can't go on live and have a good time, and he gets fired right away. Why Why doesn't this dude get fired right away on stop? In fact, they should air it. Like, listen, you, know, you know what the wild thing is, Bob, Derek? Bob, the wild- here's your pink slip. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the wild thing is there is that you had – uh, this commentator's name is uh, Jim Beglin, and then you also had um, on that coverage you had uh, Jans Lehman in the in that in the, in the post game, and he had his own incident. Like what? Not even twenty four hours later. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's the network, man. The hey, no, 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 because we, we 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 will not smirch smirch. Uh, CBS too much as long as they got Alex Scott and Kate Abdo and her pink hair. Hey man, you can't see this is how every bad relationship continues. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Good point. So basically what we're saying, we had to reset the counter again. I yeah, mean, a little bit. A little bit. But so, I'll, I'll... speaking of which, I wish I had a t shirt that could help me out with that. Where can I get a t shirt that? You know what? You actually can get one from the good people at Afford Culture, um, FTCUTD.myshopify.com. You know, get one there. And oh, on that note, graphic, some, the graphic. <laughs> on that note, because it's something, something that's that's been sitting on my spirit for a little bit here. Because I mean, obviously, that we've been catching a lot of um, attention with that T-shirt, but at the same time, I do feel that it's important to give back. And and um, especially with a message like that, uh, where obviously we're pointing out the racism, but at the same time, you want to make sure that, you know, we're trying to address it in our own uh, way. And um, I don't have an official announcement on that, but definitely, um, you know, I definitely feel that, you know, that, that proceeds from future sales should definitely go to a um, nonprofit that's working towards you know, fighting racism in the game. So uh, stay tuned on that. So, yeah, because um, I, I have reached out to one in particular um, that um, and they definitely seem interested in um, in and partnering up. So stay tuned on that. But um, but yeah, let's see what else we got here. Oh, um, I guess we got to talk about our boys, or at least what we try to do. On Sunday, tried to do. Could we tried to play uh, Liverpool? Didn't quite work out that well. <laughs> um, yeah, for those of y'all who might have been living under a rock, because this guy actually got a lot of damn it's got coverage, a lot of attention, um, almost as much as the Super League attention, right? And um, almost as much as uh, the uh, storming of the Capitol. 
because it, it, it. So, can, can I talk about that? It, it, it's interesting you say that and you What's that up? reference because watching some of the commentary and watching those events unfold and everything, um, it, it it's interesting that. Of course, people were was, were standing by the TVs watching everything. And they were like, "You're you're almost wait." First of all, it's almost at PTSD for Americans, right? <laughs> like, oh shit, here we go again. Uh, but two, uh, you know, the comments is like, "Oh my gosh, that rack of violence that happened." And I'm like, "Violence? That ain't violent. Y'all want to see violence? Come to an American event. We got some violence for y'all." Like. Hmm. We just stormed the Capitol and five people dead. Like that ain't violent. Um, They're unruly. They were unruly. Yeah, I mean, and you know, obviously, people like at the end of the day, I agree with the reason and purpose of what they were doing. As a Man United fan for twenty plus years or whatever, um, the Glazers, I've never been a fan of them taking the ownership. Um, and how they've handled things since then have progressively gotten worse and worse and worse and worse. Um, and there's no remorse, which is even worse. They, like, if you want to paint a villain within soccer, the Glazer family is definitely a top three contender as to a villain in soccer. There's definitely a lot of FIFA members that would be involved with that and a couple of, you know, Real Madrid personnel and Barcelona personnel as well, too. So, um, But the Glazers would definitely be top three villains um, as far as the game goes. Even with all that being said, like, I, you know, there's there's a lot of Monday quarterbacking about, like, disrupting the game and everything like that. Is it going to be effective and everything? At the end of the day, I don't think it's going to be effective. I I, I think they are so stubborn and that hard-headed and they will dig in even more is because of that. And I, I, I don't see anything changing. Kind of like how I feel about racism in America. I don't see anything changing. So. I think I think the interesting interesting thing there is that because um, like we are, we're about to have an All England Champions League final, where we could potentially have an All England. Europa League Final Four, second year in a row. And um, I think we're definitely um, in a place of where if I'm English, I'm like, why why, why exactly do I need all these other teams from elsewhere? Because clearly we, we, we got the, the goods over here. That's a really, really good point you're making there, Gregor. It's almost like they could put the math in their head and do it all together to get the answer that the goods, the recipes, they don't, or all the, the ingredients are already in England, and they can just build whatever recipe and modify it to their you know their their liking. Uh, the Super League isn't not necessary at all. Yeah, I mean, they already have a, a the way that the EPL set up as far as revenue sharing and everything like like even like the mid table and lower clubs. They're, they have enough money coming in where they're able to outspend most of the somewhat bigger clubs elsewhere. So, like, the competition is actually pretty thick, all things considered. 
And and I think that, of course, that drives up competition, that drives up, you know, uh, TV rights and people want to watch your product because teams are in their own way attempting to compete. And the EPL is in a very healthy position, I believe, compared to La Liga and Serie A or even the Bundesliga. And, of course, clearly uh, uh, League on. And um, it's... You mean League PSG? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Lil, Lil might win this year. Lil just might win. But uh, but no, but, but you you definitely have, even for the amount of money that the Chelsea's and the Man City's have and the Man United's have, like, it's still a good amount of parity. Like, I think, like, there's, there's only been, like, one repeat winner in the last decade. And, like, if even if it's still among the relative powers, the big six or whatever, well, big five, because, well, no, big four, because Spurs and Arsenal ain't one shit, so slow down. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think that uh, they're in a good spot, and clearly they're showing their dominance in Europe as well. So it's like, why exactly, you know, are we, are we joining up with teams that really ain't, they're really that that can't beat us. <laughs> so let me let me ask this question. So in, in the actual days of it, Grego, as a Man United fan, mm-hmm. were you upset that the game, the the biggest game of our calendar, is always against Liverpool? Always. Right, right. As a fan, were you upset that that got in the way of that experience? Um, no, no, I, I can't say that. I would go as far as to say I was upset. I mean. Like I mentioned before in past shows, the connection that those fans there locally have to United, to City, to Arsenal is different from what we have over here. And and so for them, it's, it's a, a big breach as far as just how things have gone basically in the last 15, 20 years. Because like, I think the Glazers took over in 2005. So... Um, and like I said, it was good for a little while, you know, while you still had Sir Alex there. But then eventually, he retired, and basically, you, the the organization got exposed for, for basically not being able to run shit. So, and mind you, like in in that time, they've they've taken out over two point one billion pounds in debt, you know, between, you know. Interest payments, share sales, dividends, director's fees, you know. Mind you, like, remember when they sold Ronaldo for, like, you know, like, $100 million and people were, like, people, we, they couldn't even uh, use that money towards, you know. No, it was paying off debt, dude. Right. <laughs> it was and, off. like, that's the kind of thing that, um, that's the kind of thing that, 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 that people are, up in arms about is that they've been preaching this for like for years now, you know. I mean, there's that... literally a whole nother club that was created because of the, the hate towards the ownership. I mean, the fact that a whole team was created because of that. People left, you know, supporters left, you know, Man United as their official team and were like, you know what, we're going to start our own thing to support. 
But, um, um, but yeah, it's, it's absolutely it's absolutely crazy that it's gotten this far. Of course, my my big concern there is just how exactly are you going to make these owners sell, especially in a position where like these are all very independent clubs compared to like what we have over here. So it's like you really have to basically provide a. Uh, offer that they can't refuse type of de- type of deal. Well, to- well, let me ask you. I mean, you, you said over here, but like if you look at the NFL, it ain't that much different. It's not. I, I mean, I, I, I'm not caught. <laughs> but, uh, but 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 it's it's different in in the sense that, of course, for those of y'all that don't that don't know, anytime an NFL gets team gets sold, they still have to get a, the approval from everybody else in the league. Whereas yeah. whereas here, basically, it's up to that owner of that club and say, Hey, do I want to sell or do I not want to sell? And, and that's pretty much it. They don't have to run it by anybody else in the league or the FA. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's, there's so you really have to tell them like, okay, you have to convince them. Okay. This is just not going to work. I want to go ahead and cash out and, and sell. Like we talked about last week with, um, with the Daniel Ek, uh, Spotify situation with Arsenal. It's not too much different here with, uh, with Man United. And, it's, uh, it's 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 going to be a, a tough deal. I hope that eventually that we can that we can do it. But how do we get there? So, but yeah, we still have. Um, oh, next week's going to be because the, the game got postponed. And next week's going to be an absolute ass. Like we got Aston Villa on Sunday, Leicester on Tuesday, the makeup game with Liverpool on Thursday. It's what, so that's what five days or something like that. Yeah, man. So, but you know, I mean, it's a good thing that we had that we had that four goal cushion against Roman. Cause I'd be like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and just you know play bench guys tomorrow. Got a game every other uh, or a match every other day, just about. So it's interesting too. Like you know, obviously we got this last leg of Roma, and then of course the news broke this week as well as who's going to be taking over the, the reins of Roma. Yeah, yeah. The man. I mean, you know what? I'm happy for 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 Jose because I actually do feel that Italy is a better fit for him at this point in his career, anyway. Because I feel like one, there's nobody else that you can really go to in in England that can't stand you, <laughs> and um, and plus with his game anyway, it's not like uh, Italy's ever been known for a great style of attack, so. It probably it probably fit for him. Yeah, yeah. So I think that he'll he'll do fine there. You know, by and all that stuff. So, <laughs> but um, we're gonna take a quick break and a quick word from our fam at Protagonist. And uh, yeah, we're gonna talk about over here stateside and a bit like we what was once five is down to one. <laughs> we'll be back. Hey, this is Dan Vaughn for Protagonist Soccer. On the newest episode of the Protagonist Weekly, Harry Austin from United Soccer FC joins us to discuss the opening week of NISA and why Detroit City has been such a success. We'll also dip into USL and why Oakland and Louisville made coaching changes just as the season is kicking off. Check out the Protagonist Weekly on our Protagonist Pods feed on Spotify. And as always, we're proud members of the Alliance. 
Welcome to Shea Butter FC, the podcast for, by, and about Black women in soccer, featuring your host, Sky and Sills. This week, we will explore the last week of the group stages of the National Women's Soccer League. Then, we will look at the results of the UEFA Women's Champions League and the second legs of the semifinals. Then, we will rank our top 10 midfielders, part of the Shea Butter FC Top 10 List Series, and then get into our segment, Get Your Fits Right, the Kits Edition. Then, we will get into our hits and rips and rants and raves of the week. Make sure you tune in as we bring our flavor and seasoning to this week's hot take surrounding the global women's soccer community that is sure to keep your skin moisturized and your edges laid. Remember, you can find us at SBFC underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram. See y'all soon. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And we're back. Um, Man, it, it, it was it was so cool. Two weeks ago when MLS was looking all right, and then all of a sudden. Ooh, no, no, no. Don't do it to me. I mean, reality set in. Oh, Lord. I'm uh, I mean, first of all, the I home team. I, I try to tell y'all. I mean, I think so. If you really put this in perspective, MLS is just starting their um, their season. Sure. And uh, Mexa or uh, Liga MX is they're they're much more further into their season. Uh, they're Correct. coming to the end of it, so they're they're, they're reaching their peak. If mm-hmm. you have a, an up to speed version of MLS teams in this competition, I think not only what we've we've shown this season, if we continue to build on that, then MLS is going to win this competition in the next seasons to come. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good battle. Like This is going to be, like I think, how the Champions League was for the last decade, where it was you know, like healthy competition is what I'm getting at here. Healthy competition. I would love to agree with you there, but you don't think so? No, because here's here's what always happens. We eleven versus eleven, like you're starting eleven versus they're starting eleven. In most cases, MLS can can hold up. What usually ends up being the real separator is the bench. So, like if you, um, like once you have to start going going down your bench, and you're like, okay, I got a guy that probably would make most um championship championship level teams there there there's definitely a big problem cuz like i remember like uh what was it 2 years ago when we were playing um Monterey in Champions League and like Monterey. they they have like they had like a good six or seven guys on the bench that would have been making DP level money in MLS, and and until I can understand having a cap to an extent, but at the same time, if you have that cap, you got to at least put it to where teams can feasibly compete against basically your neighbors. Like, never mind Europe. That's a whole that's a whole different tax bracket that 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 you just can't reach. But at the very least, you can you can compete against 
um, the finances for the big teams in, in Mexico. And if um, until they do that, until they are able to put quality from top to bottom um, with most MLS teams, it just I just don't see it. Like I said, they'll get close. They'll get like I said with the right draws and the right breaks. They'll they'll definitely be teams that make the finals, but it, I think in every last one where you have where you have had a U.S. team in the final, it always comes down to like they they hold off about 60, 70 minutes and then uh, run out of gas, and and the players that you have on the bench don't give you that same quality, and you're left wondering like okay, what do we do now? So, and of course, sounds like you're talking about the men's national team now. But uh, yeah, the home team they they uh, they went out um, against Philly. Philly is a good team. Philly is a good team. Well, what you got? Yeah. So listen to, to CK's uh, uh, editorial comment. Um, it's not you know being a resident of the state of Georgia, growing up here, born and raised. As y'all know, football is life team especially SEC football. That statement that you were saying was sound eerily similar to UGA football. <laughs> <laughs> that same type of perspective and commentary was eerily similar, just how all UGA fans like, this is our year, we got a better recruiting plan. You see our recruiting plan? You know, we getting closer, you see what we did in the SEC championship game, no land. Reigning and defending spring football champions. <laughs> Sounds eerily similar to how you just stated what the MLS has done. And I, I'm not going to take – and, and I'm not trying to totally shit on what your statement was. I, I do – I know the factor of where each league is in the position of their seasons. That does mm-hmm. take effect. I mean, like, we always talk about being in mid-season form. Like, you always want to do that. And you want to peak at the right time. If you peak too soon, there's a problem, all that stuff. Like, I, 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 on that note, I, think, I actually do think it's very interesting that the uh, the semis for the Champions League actually don't take place until September. So the like a team like Philly, don't they might be in a very different situation because you'll be f- further deeper into the season. Than, they'll be playing probably like five games in three days, <laughs> right? And um, but the, but the, they might be in a situation where they're more they're more informed. And able to take on, you know, um, looks like it'd probably be America here. So, um, like I said that they might be able to take their chances. But um, yeah, I've, I've always had a, a big, big, big problem with just how they schedule the tournament. I know, like, I know, in a couple of years they're supposed to finally fix that to where the group stages will happen at this time of the year. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that. Um, Yes, as long as you have that conflict as far as like where MLS are, is with their season compared to where uh, Liga MX and everybody else is, um, it's, it's going to be a problem. But I think that once they once they bring back the group stages and allow teams to kind of like acclimate themselves into the tournament, you you might see some some type of balance, maybe. But but again, you definitely have to um, uh, uh, have that depth in order to compete because yeah these teams are you know, they spin and they're able to spin but like, that's why like, I, I'm I don't understand like how this merger is supposed to work if, if they're still pursuing that because Mexico is allowed to spin we we are not 
and you're gonna and you're gonna try to tell these teams that okay, what you could do for the last 50, 60 years, you can't do now. So I don't know how that's supposed to work, but um, yeah, it looks like um, yeah. For last soul is over. Columbus, um, Columbus is out. Um, Atlanta's out. Portland's uh, on on the way out. Um, and Toronto got got smacked by Cruz Azul. So yeah, it's basically going to be just oh, Philly. Philly. So yeah, we'll definitely see how it goes. But I, but I will say though, once again, we did not go out on a on a loss. So. I'm trying to I'm trying to take the little victories when I can because yeah yeah but uh especially with the way that um, that we play because I feel that we don't have any credible um, goal scorers beyond Joseph and Barco and and we played like that uh, on on um on Tuesday like if Joseph's still not where he needs to be Barco's hurt and basically you had a the rest of everybody else was playing as if they they're not that type of, of attacker where they can go after goals like that. So I don't know like how that's gonna be addressed, you know, going forward for the for the actual MLS season, but that's definitely something that they need to address at some point. What what is your take on the the situation after the game without a You know what? Like, I, I tried to like watch the body language there because like it, it definitely came off like okay, they were mad for like a quick second and they were like oh oh you know excuse it excuse it, <laughs> but um, but uh, you know, I, I don't I don't understand like why you would get that upset about um players pretending to get hurt because it happens all the time. And you know, and, and trying trying to do some time wasting and everything, you know it, that that's prevalent everywhere around the world when it comes to soccer. And and so, why get upset now? I mean, you know, I don't know if it's just something that just got lost in translation. But I'm like, y'all getting mad over nothing. I mean, seriously. But uh, but but I did catch um uh, Jim Curtin's um, comments like after the game, and I you know I don't know if it's just a case of like where he maybe felt Hanze didn't quite respect them because he's an American coach, and I'm like, you know, all things considered, the I, I don't think the standing of American coaches is, is particularly high. So I mean, like, and, unless you're, you know, Jesse Marsh, it's like. Everyone else has basically just done stuff here. I mean, like Bob Bradley had his had his uh, little bit of uh, success um, when he uh, went over to France and I think Norway, but um, of course he went over to England and didn't do shit. So, so it's definitely a mixed bag there. So I think that for a lot of like, I think the stigma that people put against American players it's just, it's probably even worse for American coaches. So you know, well, hopefully. USA's Jim can change that. Yes, he can. <laughs> but um, but yeah, man. Robert that's song was that you were <laughs> Oh man, you know he he over here, you know he, he over here mixing mixing and, and making uh making hits, man. Yeah, you guys don't know. You guys don't know. I have a secret life. I actually I do jingles, I do voiceovers. 
It's like uh, Jamie Foxx did in his own show, Jamie Foxx. Yeah, but I don't have to. <laughs> I'm not making millions off of that comedic. <laughs> Yet. 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 Keep, speak, speak that into, into the atmosphere. Yet. A lot oh, of people uh, prefer American coach. Yeah, there you go. Segway. Lord Savior Bruce Arena. Put some respect on his name. Uh, no. <laughs> no. No. Because again, all that success is here. Like, honestly, and maybe he do, he just got comfortable just staying here, but I feel like, especially given the amount of success that, he, that he's had over his career, um... Maybe he's maybe he's a victim of that stigma, but victim. No, because like you talk about a guy who had, no talk victim? about a guy that has that he's has a victim six, of it. There's nothing a victim of Bruce Arena. He is no. not a anything. So you mean to tell me that a guy was like what five or six uh, MLS cups, and either he didn't want to go over to Europe or nobody ever took him that seriously because it's America. Well, you, I'm not gonna speak for the oh. man. I'm pretty sure this man loves the comfort of where he is, and, and that's the thing. Like, I, I'll and, and I'll take that, and I'll take that. But I'm like, but I, but I also think that, especially for like, he was God for a long time. You got to remember he was, and then and then and then he wasn't. <laughs> and but I'm saying, but like, you got to remember, you you got to remember at that time period, soccer wasn't right. Soccer was like 50, 60, right, right. Right, and that's why, I'm, and that's why I'm saying that at the time they likely, even for, even if he wanted to, I don't think they would have taken him that seriously anyway. So, I mean, look, look at like how they did, they did on um, Bob Bradley when uh, when he when he was able to make it over to um, to Europe. Like he, they basically the only opportunities that he had was like in Norway and France, and second, second division in France, and then he got the Swansea job, and like he barely lasted like a month there. Yep. I think it was and 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 that's and that's Bob Bradley. So imagine what they would have thought of as far as uh, Bruce Arena goes. Like they probably would be like, okay, you went over there. It's like and honestly, and. I feel like Bruce Arena would have got a little bit more of a leash for for whatever reason. Just I just have a an, a, an eerie eerie feeling that you know he's got kind of more of a the big Sam persona vibes <laughs> and I'm just saying the he's dude, yeah. Sam of America. He yeah. do, he'd be doing merry-go-rounds on the job so it's like but you know it's funny though because like of course they, they, uh, uh, he's with New England now of course they beat us over the weekend and I'm like you know, for whatever for whatever he does it definitely works here it, it, if nothing else it works here so um yeah, that's where is cab when you need him? I need a cab Hakeem quote right now. You probably do, because like it's it's amazing to me like how much he's able to be successful here in spite of him being him. But but yeah, I definitely think that for all that for all the success that he probably had here, I don't think that even if he had wanted to, they they like so they wouldn't have Looked at him all that serious, especially with where MLS was back then. So, yeah. But um, just to uh, segue from that, um, so I want to make sure that I get uh, let you guys know. Of course, thank you for everybody that's um, been ordering um, the uh, home team culture scarves. Uh, the pre-order just ended um, this past Sunday, and uh, 
my hope is that we will have them ready in time for our next home game on the 15th. It might be the week after, but um, I'm um, in touch with uh, with Die Hard now to get everything um, put together uh, with them. And um, again, thank you to for everybody that's that made orders. And um, we uh, we will probably be ordering a few extras for those of y'all who who wanted to get on one but just couldn't because it's just you know how your checks came, uh, fell and everything. But um, but yeah, definitely um, thank you for everybody that um already made orders. Of course, keep uh, making orders for what was still on the site at ftcutd.myshopify.com. Name sets. Um, uh, TK's bo- your, your boy Bradley's about to have some have some something real sick for the, for, uh, the finals. So, you, you know, know, I don't know if uh if he's on my Discord server as well, but. I, I, you know, I, I introduced that, or rather, I proposed the uh, the three word review, or what we thought last week. But mm. there, there's a, a lot of witty stuff going around, um, and the Cobra Kai is definitely one of those. But Kai's dojo, you know, he's been killing uh, it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I can go on, but shout out. But uh, but yeah, definitely. Um... Of course, we definitely appreciate the support. It definitely helps us continue to grow and everything. And uh, so that definitely show your love, show your support. FTC, UTD, um, Of course, um, if I haven't brought it up in a while, but of course, for those of y'all, because I know most of our listeners are on Apple, um, make sure that, that you uh, get, um, uh, give us a good rating on there. Let us know your thoughts. Give us your feedback on on there, we'll give on, you a shout out on um on our YouTube channel as well. You know, we definitely um appreciate the feedback. We appreciate the support and everything. And um, yeah, you know, just uh try to try to make it work for you guys. But um, let's uh get up in this uh two up and two down. Um, uh, TK, what you got? Women's football. It's um, the thing nowadays. So, want to shout out to the pinnacle of that, which is currently Chelsea Football Club. The uniforms look like this. You got the three on it. You might, you know, have seen it once or twice before. But yeah, yeah. Y'all, can the, y'all can make the men's women sweep. You know, if we, I mean, to do what we we've done now is an accomplishment. Um, so, just incredibly proud, incredibly happy. I was looking up flights for the uh, for the final earlier today. Um, if you leave on Sunday, stay till Wednesday. I think it's like eleven hundred from uh, from Atlanta, Turkey, Istanbul. So, oh man, get get. And then uh, I don't know. We'll think about it. I think I'd rather use that money for the World Cup in twenty twenty six. But I digress. And then uh, I guess the other half of that up could be uh, for the men's. So I'm just uh, elated with Chelsea. It's nice, uh, nice stuff going on. But I gotta, I guess, want to throw another sneak into that up. And maybe is a uh, shout out to Dooge, man. You're, <laughs> if you're on it, you're on it. But uh, it's been, uh, it's been blessing my life, and hey, I'm all about it for for now. And uh, invested in some other cryptos, so been able to. Um, do some things I've been wanting to do and take care of some other things and maybe I'll have a home and sooner than later. So, so you, need, you need to get some culture coin up in there. So Yeah, well, you know, the, the culture will be inserted 
at the World Cup 2026 in Atlanta, Georgia. So that, that that's where my dude is going. I'm saving that. I'm going to, you know, double down, whatever I got to do, put it in a little piggy bank, make sure I got my money right when it comes time to buy those tickets. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. No, no, no downs? I, you know, my down is for anyone who who doesn't take my my referral to go <laughs> to go invest because literally last last week, Dooge, for example, was like thirty cent. Man, y'all could have it's like sixty cent now. Could have doubled your money, but uh, I don't know if I have any downs, man. Um, in reality, I guess um, we'll see. We'll see. I'll let you know next week. Let's go. <laughs> just, just be content with it. Be happy with it. Um, yeah, life's good. Happy for every one of them. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, we'll just step into the here. Oh. Back this camera up. Um, oh, that's a nice shirt. See. I know, right? Vibrations, you know. Shout yeah. out to our homegirl, Vera. Vera. And, um, but yeah, uh, to touch on a follow up from a few weeks back, um, back during the, um, Part of the NWSL Challenge Cup, there was an incident down in Houston with uh, Sarah uh, Gordon of the Chicago Red Stars, um, where police uh, confronted her and her boyfriend. And um, yeah, definitely, um, it was de- they were confronting them, but they didn't do anything with everybody else that was um, coming on to the close to the players and stands post game and everything. Uh, the league came back. Um, what was it, Monday, and they were like, we finish our, our investigation and no other punishments will be um, placed on Houston or anything. And, you know, it's, it's more the same as far as, you know, it's not like people are just making the shit up. Like, why would you even make something up about that? So you're basically saying that, yeah, we don't believe you. And setting a very bad message, especially as you have a league that's, you know, continuing, that's growing in real time. So um, and the more attention that they get, the more instances like this can definitely derail that growth. Um, so, you know, NWSL, you definitely got to do better on that. Of course, they have um, their uh, Champions Cup final um, this weekend. Um with uh, uh, Gotham and I think it's Houston, if I'm not mistaken. I got to go back and um, and make sure on that. But um, yeah, if, if you haven't done so already, just make sure that you check that out. And um, and uh, yeah, so it's been a it's definitely been a, a, a really good tournament. And um, it's uh, Portland and, um, and Gotham, so that's on Saturday and on, on Big CBS. So check that out. But um, aside from that, um, are we all vax? Are, are are we officially all vax now? Everybody got. I know. I know coach got that one head of quitter. Got that one uh, head of quitter, baby. Oh, what? No. Damn. I'm I'm all vax. How, how you looking over there, TK? I hit you once. Okay. Okay. So because <laughs> I don't have to hit you twice. You did. <laughs> So yeah, I, I think we are all ready to hit these streets. So, so that that's an absolute up. Let's <clears> talk <throat> the Facebook events. The events are going out soon. 
Honestly, I have not. It's funny because my one of my coworkers was uh, talking about that today. I was like, I have not done shit. Like I, I actually went to go down down to see my. I have a I have a new cousin that's uh that moved into the area. They're like down in like Fairburn and like Jesus, that's just a long ass drive. And um, from from you, from you, from you. Uh, but, uh, yes, it, it's a real nice house, though. But um, you know, so it's definitely good to you know get some time with the family and everything. Um, uh, stay tuned. This could probably be a potential, um, a major down for the Champions League, depending on on your perspective. But it looks like they're coming close to placing sanctions on the teams that that did join the, um, the Super League. So stay tuned for that one. Uh, I don't want to speak too soon on that as far as what they officially rule and everything, but serves them right. But um, looks like some teams that might be missing some some action for a good amount of time. Serves them right. Serves but um, and then lastly, um, for those of y'all who like South American um, uh, football, uh, the Copa America this summer is going to be on Fox. So you know, I'm always I'm always you know advocating for getting more exposure to the game. So if um, definitely check it out on Fox this time. I know they also have the Gold Cup as well. So, yeah, um, about to get all the Alexi Lawless y'all can stand. Fuck. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, uh, of course, this weekend is, um, is Mother's Day. So definitely shout out to all the mamas out there. And, and um, you know, that's all I got. What you got, Tony? Uh, I guess uh, segue into what you were saying about these uh, teams that are going to be missing Champions League action. The segue into my down, I'm only going to highlight one down is, you know, I'm always a, a, a representative and uh, ambassador for the Black Keeper Union. Um, no, but um, as far as the Black Keeper Union, there was a big decision that was made on bars. Uh, Andre Onana, Loki for IX, uh, and um, the you know. He's from Cameroon. Young brother's been doing a great job in his stint there, but unfortunately, uh, he has been um, handed down a horrific ban for a full 12 months a year uh, for any type of action um, with the club, training, all. It's it's ridiculous. And it's because they're calling it a doping ban. And it was because one night he had a headache or something like that, and he took the pills from his pregnant wife's uh, container, which looked very similar to um, you know, your normal aspirin, Tylenol, headache type of stuff or whatever. And because of that decision, uh, they have said that he was trying to you know, take a masking agent or other doping. And so with that being said, and even with the forensic 
CSI type of evidence that they've gone into it, they realize that it was like truly what he is stating. They are still implementing this 12 month ban. And not only are they implementing this 12 month ban, he can have like no interaction with the club. He cannot train at the facilities. He cannot be on any type of property with them. And so, of course, that's impacting any type of progression for his development. Right. He can't do everything on his own at his own place and everything like that. And that's so, wild. It's a bunch of BS. Um, this brother, you know, it's it sucks. Yeah, so that's my down for the Black Keeper Union. Andre is he hopefully because he because like if 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 not for Mendy, yeah, I think he's definitely pretty much like up there as far as you know tops in the game. Because I, I honestly I'm surprised that you know especially given the run that um. Ajax had a couple years back. It's like, you know, I'm I'm shocked that he's not at a you know top ten club. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought he was gone last year. Yeah, I thought he was gone. It's because we couldn't get him at Chelsea, and we ended up with Mendy. Damn, that sucks for y'all. Truth be told, because we got Hakeem. Yep. And we were figuring we could backdoor our way into that one. Didn't work out, but it did work and, out. And y'all really are struggling right now. Right. Eh. <laughs> I look like the snake was struggling today, but I believe we're still in your down, sir. Or <laughs> I mean that that's the only down I highlight. Like. Um as far as ups go, uh my first up I'm gonna go with is that uh this weekend, um, you know, Sovereign Streets who I work for, we having a big tournament uh, on South Side here and just during these, this COVID era and everything like that, and that we're doing this tournament and these last several weeks that we've been doing our seasons, it's been it's been great to see the communities. And I'm, I'm talking about like all the several different neighborhoods of Atlanta, so Vine City, West End, Lindbergh, College Park, East Point, like all these different neighborhoods, and like they're playing a tournament we set up for them uh, this weekend. So I'm looking forward to that this weekend, but also just knowing that like to see the smiles on the kids' faces and the families and the parents and they're like, yo, like it's good to be back out playing again. So uh, that that definitely is an up. That is what I do. That is why I do it. And so um feeling good about that. And then the second up is uh this past weekend I went golfing with my daughter for the first time. What? And you know, golf has been something that has kinda of like crept up into my last five, six years of my life and as anybody who golfs, you know, it becomes you know, an expensive hobby. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, it's something where you just like start getting addicted to. And she has been taking an interest into it. So I bought her a first pair of clubs, first set of clubs. Aww. About a week and a half ago. Um, which is an investment, too. God damn. Yeah, I, <laughs> I see what you're doing. Now we don't talk about this thing. I see. Well, I'm just trying to get that damn scholarship. You know? uh, <laughs> Girl, you got <laughs> this invoice to pay. <laughs> but, it, you know, like, what's crazy is that, like, she has taken an interest in it, and her and I have been, you know, playing around, messing around with it. Even after we played, you know, for, uh, full nine holes or half if you want to go with that. Uh, even when we got home, she wanted to go in the backyard again and hit some more balls. 
Oh, wow. And so, like, you know, seeing her is, and we all know, she's only six years old right now. And she is very, you know, her attention is like that of a squirrel. Um, so for her to stay attentive during that time period and to want to do it afterwards, too, like, is, is speaking well. So um, I'm feeling good about that. And so uh, just so y'all know, ne- next um, Cheyenne Woods is coming down the pipeline. If y'all don't know who that is, then y'all need to look it up. Look it up. Look it up. <laughs> so obviously by our last name, that should give you a hint as to who she might be related to. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, that's my other up. Happy father daughter time. And yes, again, shout out to all the moms out there. Um, you know, it's Mother's Day weekend coming up this weekend. And uh, you know, for those whose you know, moms who have passed, you know, Grego, of course, you know, we want to give a shout out to those moms who have built, built these great individuals that we get to work with. But then also, um, you know, for moms who are you know, in the trenches right now, momming it up, we give a shout out to y'all. Absolutely. Yeah, shout out to Memphis's mom, shout out to Mama Carter, shout out to Katie, all, all the mamas in the culture. We love y'all. Definitely appreciate Definitely appreciate y'all. Mama's mom. <laughs> and um, so hopefully um, your your day on Sunday and hopefully your weekend is on is, is a good one. And um yeah, of course this weekend we got um I know here stateside we got the home team plays Miami um, down in Miami, well, Fort Lauderdale, excuse me. And um, and, and then also uh, uh, City, baby, you know, baby. And then also El Trafico is this um, this Saturday night on, on Big game. Fox. So yeah, that we'll definitely uh, have a bit to talk about on those games next week. Of course, uh, um, I hope we'll win. I hope. Oh, I, I, I like three, three words. Three words. I hope we'll win. I love it. Tony, are you talking about a lane night game or are you talking? About I was actually talking about El Trafico because yeah, I thought you were talking about El Trafico. El Trafico, yeah. Galaxy. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll go. Uh, actually, I think I'm going to Galaxy. Yeah, go Galaxy. The momentum is in the Chitarito, the little peas way. All right. You know, Seattle kind of put them in the place last weekend, but I think they just might bounce back. <laughs> Yeah, they need to just to show what they got. Um, but I think I'm actually going to um, go contrarian, so we're going to go L.A. Uh, not to show that we're a big Chitrina fan. So, you know, that's just, he was at United. <laughs> <laughs> it was a whole thing. He always used to score against Chelsea, like, in the last 10 minutes, 12 minutes of the match. They got my Chicharito shorts, man. Yeah, Chicharito, oh, wow. he was a bogey for Chelsea. So, I, I, I personally... He's a, not a fan, but whatever. Um, we'll see how that match goes. Continue. But yeah, that's, that's all. That's all we got this week. Again, mamas enjoy, enjoy your weekend. Of course, check us here on the socials at uh, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at FTC. You, you, and um, yeah, like, you know, of course. Um, again, feedback on iTunes. Feedback on YouTube. We definitely yeah, do appreciate that. But yeah, um, and again, thanks to everybody that got the home team scarves. Um, like I said, we'll have a bigger update on that on on that next week. But um, but yeah, until then, enjoy your games this week. You know, for Coach, for TK, it's 
B. Gregor. The culture's real. Culture's everywhere. Can't believe y'all made the final, man. Can't believe. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we will see y'all soon, and we out. FTC U T D.